The fourth Sunday of Lent. How great is your goodness, O Lord, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have done in the sight of all. Truly, my soul waits upon the Lord. From him comes my salvation. Psalm 62 I stand silently to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone has become my Savior. For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall never be shaken. Breathing in, breathing out. Breathing in, And as you breathe out, let yourself melt. Relax, rest, abide. Breathe in the peace of God and breathe out any darkness and worry. Breathe in silence And breathing out, pray, I wait for you. Breathing in silence. Breathing out, I wait for you. Breathing in God alone. Breathing out, my soul waits for you. Breathing in, God, alone. Breathing out, my soul waits for you. You alone are my rock and my salvation. I shall never be shaken. You alone are my rock and my salvation. You alone are my rock. You alone are. You alone 
you, you alone. You, it is you, it is you who have become my savior. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made clay with his saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said it is, but others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said he is a prophet. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and you are trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard, that they had thrown him out. He found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. The prophets longed for these days. Isaiah says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. For I will pour water on him that is thirsty, and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your seed and my blessing on your offspring. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine and the hills shall flow with milk and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters and a fountain shall come forth 
of the house of the Lord. Oh Jesus, Jesus, I adore you. I love you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I worship you. You who bent low to heal us of our infirmities were bent low beneath the weight of the cross to save us from death, to restore us to life. You who healed us from our blindness and infirmities were covered with wounds and scourges to save us from death, to restore us to life. In spirit, I stand on Calvary. In spirit, I hold with Mary your body lowered from the beams of the cross of life. In spirit, I accompany Joseph, who with great boldness and daring asked Pilate for your body, that with great compassion he might honor you with this hasty burial. The following is an excerpt from a sermon for Holy Saturday by St. Epiphanius of Salamis on the burial of the divine body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These are the words of Joseph of Arimathea to Pilate. O judge, I am come to ask a small favor of thee. Give me to bury the dead body of the one condemned by thee, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the pauper, Jesus the wanderer, Jesus hanging naked, Jesus the commoner, son of a Jesus the commoner, son of a carpenter, Jesus the prisoner, Jesus bereft of shelter, the stranger, unknown among strangers, who lies hanging, scorned by all and hated. Give me this stranger, for what use to thee is the corpse of this stranger? Give me this stranger, for he has come here from a far country to save strangers. Give me this stranger, for he has come down from darkness to draw up strangers. Give me this stranger, for he alone is truly a stranger. Give me this stranger, whose country is unknown to us strangers. Give me this stranger whose father is unknown to us strangers. Give me this stranger whose place and manners are unknown to us strangers. Give me this stranger who lived a strange life amidst strangers. Give me this Nazarene stranger whose birth is unknown to us strangers. 
Give me this voluntary stranger who hath not where to lay his head. Give me this stranger who is a stranger in a strange land, was born homeless in a manger. Give me this stranger who from this same manger fled Herod as a stranger. Give me this stranger who from infancy lived in Egypt a stranger, having neither city nor village nor house nor lodging nor kinsfolk dwelling in foreign parts with his mother while yet possessing all things. Give me, O governor, this man crucified and naked, that I may cover him who covered my nature's nakedness. Give me this man at once dead and God, that I may cover him who covered my sins. Give me to bury this dead man who buried my sin in Jordan. I beseech thee for a dead man, wronged by all, betrayed by a friend, sold by his disciple, persecuted by his brethren, buffeted by his own servants. I entreat thee for a dead man, condemned by those he freed from bondage, given vinegar to drink by those he nursed like babes, wounded by those he healed, abandoned by his disciples, deprived of his own mother. I implore thee, O Pilate, for a dead man hanging on a tree, seeing he has on earth no father at his side, neither any friend, nor disciple, nor kinsman, nor any to bury him, but is all alone in the world, the only begotten of the only Father, himself God, and no other. And these are the words of the angels to Joseph. Dost thou not tremble to carry in thine arms him who causes a cherubim to tremble? With what fear dost thou strip off the covering of that divine flesh? Or with what reverence dost thou steady thy trembling gaze to look upon and uncover the fleshly nature of the God above all nature? Pray, tell me, O Joseph, dost thou bury toward the east as one dead Jesus, the sunrise of the east? Or dost thou shut with thy fingers after the custom of the dead the eyes of Jesus, who with his immaculate finger opened the eyes of the blind? Dost thou then cover over the mouth of him who opened the mouth of the dumb? Dost thou wrap up the hands of him who stretched out the hands that were withered? Or dost thou bind up after the custom of the dead, the feet of him who made lame feet to go? Dost thou take up in a bed him who commanded the paralytic, take up thy bed and walk? Dost thou pour out myrrh upon the heavenly myrrh who poured himself out and sanctified the world? 
Darest thou to wipe dry the divine and still bleeding side of Jesus, who is God, heal the woman with an issue of blood? Dost thou then wash with water the body of God, who washes all men and grants them cleansing? What lamps dost thou light for the true light which lighteth every man? What funeral dirges dost thou sing for him who is ceaselessly praised by all the hosts of heaven? Dost thou indeed shed tears for him as though dead, who wept and raised up dead Lazarus? Or makest thou lamentation for him who gives joy to all and put an end to Eve's sorrow? Howbeit, I bless thy hands, O Joseph, which have tended and handled Jesus' divine and still bleeding hands and feet. I bless thy hands which drew near the gash in God's side, even before Thomas, the faithless believer and commendable inquisitor. I bless thy mouth, insatiably sated by and joined to the mouth of Jesus, whence it was filled with the Holy Spirit. I bless thine eyes which were pressed to the eyes of Jesus, whence they received the true light. I bless thy face, which touched the face of God. I bless thy shoulders, which bore the bearer of all things. I bless thy head, which came so close to Jesus, the head of all. I bless both Joseph and Nicodemus, for they are become cherubim, before the cherubim, bearing aloft God in their midst, they are become divine ministers before the six-winged seraphim, covering and reverencing God, not with wings, but with a winding sheet. Joseph and Nicodemus bear upon their shoulders him before whom the cherubim tremble, just as all the bodiless ranks together bear him. For where Joseph and Nicodemus are, is not the whole divine assembly of angels gathered together as well? The cherubim go before, and the seraphim run alongside. The thrones together bear him, the six-winged cover him. The many-eyed are affrighted to see Jesus sightless in the flesh. The powers likewise enshroud him while the principalities sing hymns. Indeed, all the ranks of angels tremble, astonished and astounded, and they inquire among themselves, saying, What is this dreadful matter, fearful and frightful in manner? What is this grand and exceptional spectacle? The invisible God who is above us, the bodiless, is seen below as a man among men, naked and lifeless. Joseph and Nicodemus fearlessly give burial to him, upon whom the cherubim attend with reverent fear. When did he descend who never left the heights? How did he go out who is ever within? 
How did he come to earth who fills all things? How did he depart unnoticed by all who as God is ever with the Father on high? He who has never appeared to us at any time has appeared to men as both man and man's friend. How is the invisible seen? How is the immaterial incarnate? How did the passionless suffer the passion? How was the judge brought to judgment? How did the life taste death? How is the uncontainable contained in a tomb? How does he dwell in a grave who never left the Father's throne? How does he enter the door of the cave who opened not the gates of heaven, yet opened the gates of paradise? Who broke not the doors of the virgin's womb, yet shattered the gates of hell? Who opened not the doors before Thomas, yet opened the gates of the kingdom to men? Who kept and opened the doors and seals of the tomb? How is he numbered among the dead, who is free among the dead? How does the unwaning light appear in darkness and the shadow of death? Whither does he go? Whither does he descend, he who cannot be held by death? What is the reason, what the manner, what the purpose for his descent into hell? Perhaps he goes down to bring up Adam, our condemned fellow servant. Yes, surely he goes to seek the first formed man like a lost sheep. Doubtless he wishes to visit even those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. Doubtless he goes to loose from their bonds captive Adam and his fellow prisoner Eve, he who is at once their son and God. So let us descend with him. Let us assemble with him. Let us hasten. Let us skip, let us escort him, let us raise a shout, let us hurry, that we may seek God's reconciliation with men and the gracious master's release of the condemned. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. adore you. I bow before you. I am so sorry. I thank you, Savior, Savior of the world, my Savior. I love you. I need you. I worship you.